で光る翼で今全部全部を切って飛べ Welcome to your latest episode of Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Absolutely nothing. It is the one, the only Trinidadi Panamanian poppy rude boy, Top Gunner, aka Sakpanya Mother, aka your new milk crate challenge Olympic champion, Giovanni. Hood、England. Olympic. Hood Olympic. It's going to go to the regular Olympics soon, Bash, and we're on our way. All right. BMX started out just as, as a sport for fun, it started out as an X game sport, but now look at it. It's in the Olympics now. It's going to be the same for Milk Crate Challenge. Mark my words. Disturbing. Yo, it's Bashing This, aka your three style sword style samurai, life from Queens, Geo's in Brooklyn. What's going on, folks? Wait, wait, you're what? Don't worry about it. It's not for you, it's for the fans. <laughs> wow. Okay.、Um, and we just want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to this sophisticated, ignorant show. Please, if you enjoy this show, We are available on our website, blackseinfeld.com, where we play our latest and greatest episodes, or when I finally get time to actually update the website. My bad, people, okay? Corporate America, it's, it's not fun, but you know, benefits, fam. <laughs> the benefits. <laughs> but also, we are also available on all podcasting platforms such as Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Wherever podcasts are available, please just Google Black Seinfeld and whatever pops up, literally just click it and you'll be subscribed in. I know we're on Google, we're on Pandora, Audible, we're on all platforms. So please just do your due diligence. Google Black Seinfeld. Yeah. And like I said, we're on all social medias. If you have any questions, please email us at blackseinfeldny at gmail.com. That's all right. right. How are you doing today, bro? Another much dealing with、uh, the weather, you know, post storm. It was raining, draining,、uh, difficult to drive through.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have to do some driving during this whole like hurricane. But other than that, the next day, sunshine, sunshine for the next couple of days. Yeah. It、Even、doesn't if- seem like throughout this week, it doesn't seem like we've actually had a hurricane. Yeah. Quote unquote hurricane. Yeah, hurricane, 80 degrees. Uh, but, in, but in terms of like the weather that we've been getting, it's been terrible. It's extremely painfully hot. Can't walk outside with a mask. 
because you just get tired. You just get more exhausted very quickly. And I just don't want to do anything outside. I just want to stay home and work, which sucks. Because try to enjoy that weather before fall comes around. Whoa, whoa, That's whoa, whoa. It. You can enjoy fall weather. That's the best kind of weather. No, it's not too but hot. But you still want to enjoy that summer weather. But this summer weather feels like Florida. It's just like very steamy. Mm. I could be in my car with the AC fully blasted and still be hot. And when I get outside, my, my glasses will fog out. You know what, Bastion? I'm not going to complain so much about how hot and sticky and humid it is because this always happens no matter what time. Well, Every winter, we always complain about how cold it gets. And so we always want it to be humid and sticky all the time. So I'm just going to enjoy this humidity because you already know once it's gone, like it's gone. And we only get this for like two months. But I don't really care too much about like really cold winters, you know, because if you're going outside, you have like something you want to do. Reason it's hot because you know you can wear your shorts, you know wear a jacket, you know how to triple up in boots. It's a little bit different for that. Longer days. Longer days. You know, the sun stays out. So you want to do something by seven before it gets completely dark. You know, next thing you know, by the time it's five PM, pitch black. That so, is yeah. true. That's just the vibe out here. That is the but vibe. Yeah, out how's here. everything going with you? Uh everything is fine. Oh, um, let's see. Can I talk about this? Yeah, I always talk about corporate America job. Why not? I don't care if they fire me, whatever. But first ever white man yelled at me. So congratulations to me. That happened. Um, I thought it was amazing. It was great. Like he came in, he was like, hey, I'm with such and such LLC. Um, we're trying to, we're going to create like a new payment and we want to, we're eventually going to like have a new office here. But like, hey, do you guys have our mail? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that name. We've been returning your mail because you don't have any sort of agreement with us. This white dude flips out, bruh. Picture Michael Douglas, white. Hair, gray hair, slicked back. Like, he looks exactly like Michael Douglas. And he's spazzing the hell out on me. Uh, how dare you? You could, you could only, you could have called... You could have called, tell us our mail is here. And I'm just like, yo, I, I, I don't know you. Like, your name isn't in our system. I don't even have a number. I don't have nine numbers. I don't have nine digits to call. Well, I mean, it's actually 10 digits because, you know, you have to put the one in there. But I get what you mean. But no, I, I don't know you. Sorry. Like, you're. You don't even go here. You don't even go here. I literally said, you don't go here. I don't know you. So that was fun. You know, I, I dealt with that. All right, that's not too bad. That's the it's that's the service industry in 2021. Bruh, especially with COVID going on. It's like this weird entitlement. Yeah. So, all right, so let's get the show started. All right. Today, folks, we have a special guest, which we don't do many guests, so... You already know, if we have a guest here, you know it's a special occasion because we don't like people, all right? We don't want to interview everyone, okay, because not everyone is interesting, to be honest. I'll, I'll keep it real with you, but this man right here is interesting, okay, because one, I haven't seen this man in legitimate three years. The last time I saw him, um, I, 
funny enough, Bastion, you two were graduating on the same day back in 2018. So I came to see both of you guys. Um, Whoa, Walt Rance is here. Famous TikToker in the making. This man right here. I don't know how it really started. We're going to get into it, bro. But like, I've been seeing this man's consistency lately. And like, yo, Bastion, this man is blowing up on TikTok. He literally just told me like, yo, I got to recognize that a hot topic. You know how crazy that is? That's insane. Hot topic. <laughs> hot topic. My man has fans. My man has groupies. My <laughs> How's it going, bro? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you for driving all the way from Queens to here in good old Brooklyn. You know, the best borough ever. You know, just hope we find some good parking. That was actually pretty difficult finding parking. Yeah, because there's no they they have the no parking rule effect like on Thursdays. So the street sweepers. Yeah, they have the street sweepers. Ironically enough, from the time of our show to the ending of our show, from midnight to two. So that's the thing. Yeah, I haven't like when I used to drive to the show, I drove around five a.m. Yes. So I haven't mm -hmm. been there at twelve a.m. It's interesting. Yeah, I parked and I thought it was good, and I looked at the sign and said from twelve to three. I was like, wow, they're out to get me. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. That's cool. How you been, bro? I'm good. I'm I'm doing well. I'm actually thinking about the graduation where I saw you. And it's like one of my favorite pictures from my graduation that my wife got because I didn't expect you to be there. So, like, I got my diploma. None I of was, them did. I was done celebrating. I turned around, and you're there in a dress shirt. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, and dressed up for me? Yeah, he didn't either. Bastion <laughs> didn't either. I was just like, you know what? That was when I still had clout over at Five Guys. That's when I was still working over there. I think that was like one of like the second to last months before I got fired. So I was just like, hey, this Friday, I need this day off. All my friends are graduating. So I need that day off. And, you know, because I was four years in, they're like, all right, cool. So I pulled up, you know, I made sure I dressed nice and came to see y'all. And I was like, yo, Bash, let's go out. You graduated. And I took him to Del Frisco's. It was great. Nice. We don't do Ruth Chris over here, B. <laughs> Too many rappers have rapped about it. No word. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, bro. Um how have you been these last three years? Uh pandemic considering. I've I've been alright. True. Um I got married. Yes. Uh, when you met me I was not married. I was just in a long term relationship and now mm -hmm. I am married. So Art. that happened. Just celebrated our second anniversary mm -hmm. in June. So like do you celebrate the um wedding anniversary and then do you also celebrate like the anniversary of like when y'all got together too or is that too much oh like the dating i feel like yeah. i feel like once you get married it's like you've evolved mm. from the dating anniversary but that day still always holds some significance so like right. you always try to do something a little on that day or just acknowledge it because it is it is an important date but right. the anniversary the wedding anniversary definitely supersedes mm. that didn't Challenge Gambino help you out in some way? Am I remembering this right? One hundred percent, Daniel. Yes. Um, Donald Glover is is the reason I have my wife. Honestly, his his, his uh, cul-de-sac mixtape. Yes. Was like the soundtrack to my courting of my wife. So, I still play it from time to time in the house. Like I'll have it playing when she walks into the room and she immediately swoons. Aww. Yeah. So thank you. Damn it, Childish Gambino. That's a classic mixtape. It's it. great. So fly. If you wanna, if you wanna swoon your girl, man, play so fly for her and walk into the room. Mm. Got her. I would have wow. figured like maybe heartbeat would be a good one. 
But that's off a different tape, right? Yeah, that's later. Yeah, it's that's later. later. Yeah. But like Heartbeat's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, of well, course, put it in my videos. What one of my uh, favorite songs from that mixtape? <laughs> yeah, that is that is a great song. The whole mixtape is fire. Yeah, or, that's classic. Interesting. That, that's that, back before before Gambino was uh, like railing against everything that was the norm, and he was just like mm-hmm. being him. Because like I feel like a lot of artists they hit it big, and then they have the character that they have to be. And, and, like, they stick with that character. Like, Donald Glover doesn't smile a lot in public anymore. That is true. You know, and young Donald Glover was just, like, Troy, which, admittedly, people grow. And I love that. I love seeing growth and whatnot. But that cul-de-sac was just him being young and fun. And every track is, like, a banger. That is true. But I also do think Donald Glover is a lot more famous now, especially now with, like, the, with the um, help of, Lion King, um, Real Action. Awaken, Awaken My Love. Awaken My Love. Atlanta. Atlanta, <laughs> of course. So I think like his trajectory has like gone to a whole new stratosphere where uh-huh. like he's way too famous now. And so I I remember in in a verse on on Sway, he was like, When you're rich, you just you don't take a picture, you just see it again. Mm-hmm. And so I figured like he's in that stratosphere of like just taking countless photo after photo after photo where Definitely. it's just like he's sort of like Shawn Michaels has lost his smile. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my thoughts on that. But while we're on the topic of Gambino really quick, what is your thoughts on the latest album that he dropped back in 2020? I think it was called what? 31520 Bastion, was it? The yeah, White yeah. The White album? Yeah, the one with all the timestamps. Yes. What what was your thoughts on it cuz Bastion loves it, I can't stand it. Okay, so there are definitely some um, bangers, some songs that like pop out to me that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. There are also some songs that fell flat for me. But uh, I'm an English teacher. I like words. Mm-hmm. And there's something, there's like some disconnect in my head in which I cannot connect to a song if I can't remember the title. So the fact that all the song titles are numbers and timestamps made it hard for me to come back to it. Mm. So my opinion is like, I had like two good listens and I was like, it's not good. It's not bad. Like, it's not mind-blowing, but it's also not bad. But I also am like, what was the song that I like? 3315? No, what? And I eventually just fell off of trying to remember which songs I liked. That's fair. That's a very interesting way to put it. For me, I like listening to, like, long pieces. Uh, so I don't really care, like, what song I like to go back to. If I'm mm. While I'm listening to it, if I want to press repeat, I'll repeat. But I just, I just try to listen to everything from start to finish. But I do understand your point. Question. Uh, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, what song do I like? like it's track six. Mm. How many tracks were on that album? <laughs> Good question. I that, think that's maybe important to me. 13? Let me let me actually check on the Spotify real quick. Hold up. Because I'm very... 16. I'm very devoted to the belief that an ideal work of music is 10 to 14 tracks. 14 tracks top. I was close. How many minutes? 12. How many minutes? It was 12 tracks, 57 minutes, 44 seconds. 57 minutes, yeah. My ideal album is 44 minutes. 44 to 50. If you get hit that sweet spot, it's mm-hmm. perfect. That's the right range right there. I'm just... I'm a big proponent of just make it under an hour, please. Like, I don't have time for your 20-plus tracks. I, I'm good. I got stuff to do. I'm a grown man now. I don't have time to, like, sit here and listen to all these tracks because eventually, like, I'm going to – it's going to feel like a chore to me. That's that's my feeling with uh, Cuddy's Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying. Like, ah. that 
that album, I I love it. Word. But it's two albums. We bumped that it's all nine, the time. It's 19 tracks. I was like, man, it's not cohesive. Like, when I look at an album, I'm like, what's the mood? What's the vibe? Where's the cohesive, like, theme that runs through it? And when you have that many tracks, you can't make that happen. Well, you have to do what I do. I cut. I make my own album out of it. I cut down, like, the boring tracks. And there you go. I got 12 tracks. Now I love this, like, my favorite album. I don't remember what I removed, but I remember what I liked. <laughs> Genius. I did the same thing with drake's playlist i don't know if you remember that back in 2017 more life Mm because he came out with like 20 something tracks and i was just like you know what i'm gonna cut this down to 11 and it just it was great i cut off a lot of the just a lot of the filler stuff and made for a better album nice Mm -hmm. but let's get into teaching because you said you're a lover of words and and you're a teacher and i've actually like never asked you this what made you want to get get into teaching Well, initially, when I went to college with no idea what I wanted to do with my life, as most people go into college, I knew that I liked reading a lot, and I was kind of, and writing, I was dead set on maybe going into journalism. I like sports. I thought maybe writing news articles would be a good thing for me. So I was told, become an English major. So I became an English major, did really good at that. I like reading and whatnot, and... Eventually, I didn't do so good in college when I first started because I was having way too much fun. Uh, it happens. Yeah. What, what college did you go to? I, I initially, I started off at Hunter, which okay. is where I met my wife. So I started off at Hunter, did very poorly. I'm talking like very poorly. So now I took two years off to get my stuff together, mm-hmm. and I was offered a position as a paraprofessional. So basically a teacher's aide. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I was working with uh, kids with autism between the ages of kindergarten to third grade. Um, And while I was there, I spent four years there and I was like, wow, I kind of like this, but I also want to use my expertise in English. And I found the perfect medium when I became a high school special education teacher. So I get to use, I get to teach literature, but I still get to work with students in special education classes and they're high schoolers. So it's always fun to interact with them. They keep me young. Right. And, and the fact that you are still young, you, you're still at that age where like you can relate to them. But like I remember being in high school and actually having teachers like same age as us right now, but always thinking like, yo, these dudes are like dirt old. Yeah. They're like, I'm sure like you probably like they've told you like, hey, Mr. O, are you like 40 years old? You've yeah. gotten that? Absolutely. High school students have no... Students in general have no concept of age. They just know that we're on the other side. Yeah, you're so just we're old. we're clearly dust. Ah. No, I feel the same way. Well, well, when I was in school, I didn't know a teacher had lives. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'll never forget this. This is how I knew that I was becoming an adult or I was a, an official adult. It was my sister's parent-teacher conference, and I had to be the one to go, Right. And, you know, the sister's like, oh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. such and such, right? And, like, this is my older brother. And the teacher dead introduced themselves to me with their first name. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) I'm literally an adult now because, like, I felt some type of way. Like, how dare you just introduce yourself to me using your first name? No, you are Mr. and Miss whatever, whatever. Don't do that. But then I was just like, damn, like. Like, we can, like, totally be friends outside of this. Mm-hmm. That was, like, one of the first realizations of, damn, I'm getting older. Yeah, I feel you. My entire first year as a teacher, because like you said, I'm, I'm pretty young by teacher standards, and I started teaching officially at 24. Yeah. 24, 25. 
my entire like first year, security guards kept stopping me in the halls because I was walking around with a backpack just like the other students. <laughs> and I was probably like occasionally wearing superhero t-shirts and anime t-shirts just like the students. I was constantly getting stopped in the hall like, sir, where's your class? I'm like, it's my lunch break, please. Yo, I, I teach these I'm making youths. copies, <laughs> please. <laughs> Hey, but it's good to have that youth still because you can still get carded every now and again. It still gives you that confidence of like, all right, like I, I'm still young at heart. Absolutely. Word, bro. So you said you went back to school to finish, right? Yes, that's how I ended up at York. Yeah, bro. I'll tell you the first time I met this dude, man. Oh, boy. Man. Um, so we have this area where a lot of our friends congregate at, right, at the lunch area. And I met, I met him. And normally, like, we play cards and stuff, right? And, like, we're playing cards or whatever. And I was like, oh, hey, man, my name is, I'm Giovanni, blah, 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 blah. He's like, hey, I'm Walter. But, like, honestly, like, I'm probably not going to see you again, so I'm not even going to remember your name. I remember thinking, yo, this dude's a dick. What the hell? You are absolutely mistelling this story. This is true. You, you're, 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 you're leaving out a very important part of the story. What was the important you, part? You didn't, you didn't kindly introduce yourself to me. You were introduced through a mutual friend. That is fair. And, and like, and I had never seen you before ever. And Good I was point. like, well, I'm now meeting you for the first time. It's like halfway through the semester. Odds are I'm not going to see you again because I've never seen you before. And I see this dude the same time again the next day. Yes. And every day after that. Yes. <laughs> and it's after, like learning a new word, right? Yeah. Yeah. And every day it would just, it just clicked automatically. Interesting. So Walter, what school did, what high school did you go to? I went to Brooklyn Technical High School. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I was smart. I Damn. don't know what happened. You smart as hell, man. <laughs> gotcha. Because I had a theory. It's like something about school, like public schools and like high school, is like you could do really well. But for some reason, depending on maybe your personality or how you take to the new world of like a college, is really hard to adapt to. So, like, your first few years, you're stumbling. Then out of nowhere, like, maybe your third year or your senior year, everything clicks. And, like, it's just all easy in the breeze. Did you feel that way? I absolutely agree with that 100%. When I first got into college, and I tell this to my students now because I teach, like, seniors usually, and they're about to leave high school and go to college. I'm like, if you mess up at first, it makes sense because it's new. Like, you don't jump into anything and immediately get success. You have to you have to work at it. So, yeah, transitioning from high school to college and just the freedom of not having people tell you what to do explicitly every single day. It was going to let you run a little bit too wild, which is what happened to me. But then when I took my two years off and started working, I think that's the biggest thing for success at the college level. If you work a job while you're in college, you will understand now that college is just another part of the job. It's another part of you obtaining money in the future. Judge. But if you go to college and you're still not working a job, you're still like living in with your parents or whatever you're doing, you're not working a job, it's still school. And school is like something that's mandatory. Mm -hmm. Once you get to college, you need to really understand that it's not mandatory. And if you mess up, it's no one cares. Right. Like truancy is not going to come get you and force you to go to school. You need to be there for yourself. So once you work a job, you understand like, okay, I work my hours at work and I also need to work my hours at college so that I can eventually get more money in the future. And the big thing though, you're also leaving out too. It's money out of your pocket. True. That's the big difference. True. School is like mandatory and it's free. Right. Except for like private school, of course. Yeah. But college, 
nah, dog. Like, that's coming out of your pocket. So if you screw up, like, and what makes it worse is if your parents are paying for it, too. Oof. Oof. Textbooks are not cheap. They are not cheap. Hey, torrent textbooks, bro. That's how I always tell people. I have people hit me up in the beginning of every semester. Like, hey, you know where I can find this torrent? This uh, textbook for free? So, yeah, give me a minute. Reddit. <laughs> you know, we used to have the book bank back at College Bash. I don't know if you remember that back in like 2012, 2013, 2014, where they'd have these books for like 25 bucks, 30 bucks. Yeah, I never did any of that. I did that. One of the best things ever. But, you know, York is poor, so. True. You know, no, no, but that's that plus goes. size. I always tell people like York, don't no, don't put down York. Like <laughs> for some yeah. reason the environment there kind of pushes you forward. As Walter well was saying, it's like if you have a job, you kind of uh understand what time management is. Shoot, did I ever frick, man, you were working as as a you were working with the lawyers at yeah, the time. Uh immigration law. Yeah, I was working at five guys, so like I remember like getting off of school and then having to be at work in like an hour. Then getting off of work at midnight, coming home, working on a project for doc class, and then normally not getting sleep. And yeah, I don't miss those days, but I sort of do. Times were simpler then. Agreed. I didn't have any bills yet, except for yeah. like tuition. That was it. So let's get into TikTok. Yeah, I want to get into TikTok because, like, I remember, like, I don't remember how this happened. Like, I think. This happened during like the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And you know what? Just tell me, how the hell did you get into TikTok? And how specifically did you get into this niche community that you got yourself into? Okay. So TikTok, uh, as an app, I me and my wife, we kind of rail against things that are popular in general. So we heard everyone say, get TikTok. And we're like, nah, we're not going to get a TikTok. Because Vine. Yeah, exactly. Same, same, we're same, purists. Same. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and eventually, you know, we succumbed. And we were like, yo, maybe we'll make like a joint TikTok or whatever. And then eventually we made our own two separate TikToks. And we were just using it to view. We were just viewing the funny things. And then we see like trends, you know. The FOMO kicks in, and you want you want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting to get like viewers or views or anything. I just want to like put something neat into the atmosphere. Maybe someone will see something that I did and laugh as well. So we started doing some of the challenges or some of the little voiceover things where they have you cute couple question and responses. You point at each other. We were doing those things, and that was fun. And we were you know getting into it and just starting to learn and like the app more. And I have. Do you, am I going to go into how I blew up on TikTok or is you can yeah, go, get go into ahead. all of that? Okay, so um, I started doing different things on the app, and one night, specific night, I was doing a glass painting thing. So if you go on TikTok, anyone typing glass painting, you see a lot of cool art. Um, so we were trying glass painting, and I was recording my progress, and I was going to post a cool TikTok. I was painting a picture of Naruto, and I was mm. going to um, do like a theme song in the background. And I remember on the side, I was bored sitting around after I was letting my paint dry. And I'm a big fan of a volleyball anime called Haikyuu. It's a high school volleyball anime. It's the theme song you heard at the beginning of the show. Yes. And it is phenomenal. If you're a fan of great storytelling and character development, you need to watch it. It's four seasons deep. And the dub of season four just got announced. So if you only want to watch things in English, the dub of season four is coming out. It's a great show. So I took a popular song that was on TikTok at the time, and I put, like, a clip of Haikyuu over it. And it was, like, a song with, like, a cool drop, and an epic moment happens. And I posted it, right? And I go back to sitting around with my glass painting. And I go back and I check, and, like, 
it popped off. Like people liked the video. They were like, this was dope. And then people started saying, can you do this scene? And I was like, mm. okay, okay, people are requesting things. So I did it. And it was super easy. It was like downloading a video from YouTube and then putting a song behind it and posting it. And like I was going to bed and waking up. Hey, it's up. not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> I, I was going to bed and waking up with like, it's like 13,000 people viewed this. And I was like, what? am I famous now? So then I really got into it. I was like doing different scenes and people kept requesting new scenes. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, this kind of is just feeding itself. Like I'm not making the content myself. People are asking me to do things. So that was cool. And eventually that like tapered off. And I was like, wow. And now I had gotten bitten by the bug of popularity. Ah, uh, yes, that dopamine. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta keep these people coming back. I've mm. gotta do something to maintain this. So I call, I hit up a friend of mine like, Yo, let me, what's the like best free video editing software you got? And I was teaching myself how to edit videos, and I was going back to my high school days making AMVs and stuff. And I was like, I'm about to put something really dope out there. I put a couple videos out there. They got moderate traction. And what I'm going to get into is, like, the plight of all TikTok content creators. I remember the day that I legitimately blew up is that I took my wife to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting outside because there was no parking. So I'm waiting outside of my car. And I just recorded this rant. And that's why my name is Wool Walt Rants. Because I just ranted about why this volleyball anime is so phenomenal. And I had this whole theory that i thought about before and it's because of the nature of volleyball as a sport mm -hmm. because you cannot hold the ball you cannot touch the ball more than once on your side of the net therefore the writer of the show is forced to develop his characters very well like you have to develop characters on this team for it to work and you also have to develop characters on every other team and that's why it's a great show because there are like six or seven major teams that you encounter so far in the series and each of those teams has a full cast of well-developed characters. You can ask 20 people who are fans of the show who your favorite character is and get 20 different answers, which is phenomenal. So I did this rant about that, and that rant blew up in a big way. And I think it's just because of the fact that people like to relate to people. Mm -hmm. So like the minute I put my face on the app, people were like, we want to hear you talk more. And I've been talking ever since, and I'm now... Like what, twenty seven thousand followers later? Yeah. That's pretty cool to be part of like one small piece of like the anime community. Because anime is like so broad. There's it, new anime is like well, like twenty new animes every season. Mm-hmm. But what's even uh, nuts, yeah. Bash, is he's part of like even um even more of a niche anime community because he's part of the the Haikyuu community, but he's also part of the the like teachers who like implement um anime into like their their work in, in into their lessons community because that's a thing too like i was on oh, yeah. his profile and i was like looking at like his his um the comments and like a lot of his followers are also like teachers who like are into anime and introduce animes and have like anime clubs at their school and i'm just like whoa this is like a an actual thing like i i honestly didn't know because you know i'm i'm ignorant to tiktok i'm i'm not gonna lie well like i'm not You're ignorant to anime mostly uh yeah that's not <laughs> true i'm i'm not ignorant to the old stuff see if you talk about the old school i we can i can get down on that but the new stuff no nah, nah, it's, it's no nah, not for me you just got to take I... your time and find something for you i got you i'm gonna curate you a nice little list Th thank you started with haikyuu <laughs> He's been, you've been like pushing this on me for years and I've just never, 
I've just never done it yet. I've never done it. I will so get into this. But, you know, I think it's amazing how this honestly just started as a just a way for you to like just have fun, express your love for like or just trying different things and then, you know, once you found that like that click of like, hey, we we like this guy and we want him to continue talking about this. And now you're like, you're making it a business. Like, I remember when your wife got you that mount. Yeah. And also a light, <laughs> a too. A ring light, yeah. A ring light. Yeah, I, 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 when I started actually recording videos, um, I was just, like, sitting in the corner of my room holding my phone in my hand. It was very unsteady, and I was nervous and whatnot. And then I remember my wife came home from – she had went shopping or whatever. She came back, and she was like, here, this is for you. And I was like, what is this? And it was a, it was a ring light. And I was like, oh, snap, like, what? And she's like, if you're going to do this TikTok thing, if you're going to really devote time to doing it, then do it properly. Like, get proper lighting. Get, like, a nice setup and actually do it properly. So at the end of the day, I got to thank my wife for it because I was really just, like, I guess, like, half-assing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was like, no, if you're going to do it, you got to do it, like, all the way so i had a ring light set up had my little corner neatened up so like there's like continuity in my videos people come to my video and they're like oh he's back in the corner like people actually comment that like when i post a video somewhere else and then i post a video back when i'm like in my room they're like oh yes content from the corner and i'm like yeah lit <laughs> people like my bedroom <laughs> how do you interact with the fans um so when i had less followers and less like traction on my post i would comment i would reply to every single comment but then i had a post that got over a million views i remember that day. and i was like wow i i have to turn my notifications off for this app i cannot respond to every single comment but i do um i do go live on tiktok because once you get a thousand followers you gain it's like a video game honestly you gain access to the ability to go live so I do go live. I'm live right now on TikTok. So people are watching me talk right now. Um, and you can just stream and people comment and talk to you. They gift you sometimes. I remember the first time I got gifted actual virtual currency that can be transferred into real money. And I was like, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know that was a, a part of TikTok. And I was like, what was that thing on my screen? And they had to explain to me, like, we just gave you money, sir. And I was like, for just being here? So yeah yeah i remember seeing you always like updated um us on your progress and we always like gave you your props because prior to prior to you like all i knew about tiktok was like white girls dancing uh <laughs> and you know black people coming up with the dances and then it gets white faced and and all that stuff and addison ray um like, I recently just found out who Charlie DiCamillo is, like, the other day. So, like, that's all I know about TikTok. And whenever something blows huge on TikTok, it always follows on Twitter as well. So, that's how, I, like, I stay tuned to, like, to TikTok. But, like, watching you progress and, like, you always just coming back and just being so excited. Like, it's really dope to see that growth, sir. I just want to let you know that because... Like, you really study this thing, too. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, it's definitely a, a labor of love. Because, like, I'm, I'm talking about stuff that I'm passionate about. It's anime. I really like anime. I've been talking about anime since, like, 
middle school lunch table, you know? But now I'm doing it for, like, a broader audience of people that are very passionate about hearing what I have to say. But it definitely, I definitely do study it. Like, I have my analytics that I go and, and tune into. It tells me on TikTok, like, when most of my followers are active on the app so I know when I should be posting. Mm-hmm. And TikTok as a whole kind of, like, like, you were speaking about me being in a very particular niche. Right. Like, TikTok curates your stuff very well and sends it out to the people that would be passionate about what you're what you're talking about and honestly for a lot of content creators that could be a problem because some people want to want to branch out they want to like move out and touch on different topics and they find that well i post something outside of what my expertise is or what i'm typically talking about and it doesn't get views um and unfortunately that's that's the fact of the matter because tiktok wants to maximize what they get out of you, honestly. Like, once mm-hmm. I started going live, I started realizing that my TikTok, my video started, like, booming way more. And I was wondering, like, why is that? And then I started to understand, like, at the end of the day, it's all a business. And I had to, I had to think about it like that because when I go live and someone gifts me, right, they're gifting me a virtual currency. That person has to pay for that virtual currency. And TikTok gets a cut of that. Like they're not they're not giving a dollar to TikTok and I get the dollar. No. They're giving a dollar to TikTok and I get like thirty three cents. Oh damn! So, thirty three. Oh, almost like cents. Twitch streaming. Yeah, yeah, like tw- <laughs> like Twitch streaming. It's the exact same right. thing as Twitch streaming. So I realized then that wow, going live is part of it's part of the machine. It's part of me becoming a good boy in TikTok's eyes. You know, like they look Aww. at me and they're like, oh wow, he goes live. Let's promote his stuff. So I'll post a video. Sometimes, and I'll go live after the video, after right after I post it, because I know then people are going to be scrolling through their For You page, and they're going to see that I'm live, or they're going to see my video, and see like my little profile icon say, he's live now, and they might be like, huh, I wonder what he's talking about on live, and then they end up there. So it's all, it's all scientific about how we like get the attention. So you're saying that uh, because you got a thousand followers, you're able to go live. Uh, is there something every time you go up with X amount of followers, you're able to have like more freedom? Do they give you a contract? So at a thousand followers, you get to go live. And then mm-hmm. at 10,000 followers, you are able to join something called the TikTok Creator Fund. Oh. Um, yeah. So the TikTok Creator Fund has three um, requirements. You have to be of 18 years of age. You have to have 10,000 followers. And you have to have 100,000 views for the past 30 days, like continuously. So if, you're, if, you, if a 30-day period um, passes where you don't have 100,000 views, you will be kicked out of the creator fund. So Ooh. once you're in the creator fund, you then get like passive income daily based on your views. And that in itself is not, it's not the bag. You're not getting like a fajillion dollars off of it. Like, you get, like, a couple cents for, like, thousands of views. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I posted a really dope Haikyuu video in relation to the Tokyo Olympics mm-hmm. because they were actually playing so many anime theme songs during the Tokyo Olympics. It was beautiful. And Olympians were doing so many anime poses, and it made my heart so warm because I was like, yeah, we're on the big stage now. We're not being ignored in the corner anymore. We are on the grandest of stages. But they were playing Haikyuu theme songs at the volleyball game when Team Japan was playing. And Team Japan also did very well. You know, like, they, they had not a very beautiful history in, in the sport of volleyball. And they have a current generation that's really, really good. 
And I posted a TikTok about it, and that TikTok popped off in a big way. And I made $30 in a day of views because it had, like, over, like, a million views in, like, a day. Holy crap. But not everything pops off like that. And that's the plight of the TikTok creator because uh, I'm sure a lot of creators that I know personally that I'm mutuals with because I've started building this relationship with with other creators because that's that's part of it, too. I want to collaborate with people Mm -hmm. and whatnot. We as creators will sometimes get in the lab, you know, and have a great theory or idea or video that requires editing and a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. And you'll do it and you'll put in all the work and you'll look at this and you'll be like, Mwah, chef's kiss. This is my masterpiece. <laughs> and you'll click post and you'll just sit there and you'll wait for the views to roll in and the likes to pile up. And it'll just, it will just not get the traction you think. And then on another day, you'll just be like, sitting around and be like, oh, wait, I didn't post anything today, record something really quick and post it, mm-hmm. and that will boom. And it's so, it's kind of discouraging because you're like, man, I put it, like, what, how can I know what to do so I can be efficient? Mm-hmm. Like, so I can, like, put in, get the max payout for the minimum amount of work right. because sometimes I'm putting in so much work and it's, it's disheartening when you put something, you think you've created a really good piece of content mm-hmm. and it just doesn't get the attention. Right. Does it, uh, does it ever like affect you for, does it ever affect you trying to like go above and beyond and like put in so much effort and so much work and then you see the views come in and it's just like, uh, you know, it's it, like I said, it's discouraging. It's disheartening. Um, but at the end of the day, like I try to stay humble Mm-hmm. I try to stay humble and I, and I look at like my mass, my, my larger body of work and I look at it and I think to myself, look where you came from, look where you are now. Even that video that's like compared to what you've been doing recently mm-hmm. is 10 times better than where you were when you started. Right. So like I try to, I try to look at it that way to give myself some comfort and just keeps you focused on like continuing working. Is there ever going to be a point in time where you know, you, you get tired of, like, posting haiku content. You're just like, you know, one day, like, I don't really want to post it. If that day ever comes, you know, would you would you want to, like, stray into to more, to, to, like, some different sort of content? And because, and, as you said, you know, TikTok likes posting stuff that, you know, that makes them money, that's, mm-hmm. that gives them traction. So I don't know, like, would you – I know that, you know, similar to CM Punk, he – he wrestled and wrestled and wrestled, and then one day he got sick of it, and then he just dipped out for like seven years. Would that? Do you think that would happen to you? Where you know it just doesn't get, it doesn't become fun anymore, and you want to stray to something different, but because this is different content, the um, the AdSense or or TikTok, TikTok itself doesn't want to push that. Well, so my initial like. Sp- like growth on TikTok came from being the the guy who talks about haiku. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a lot of people's haiku guy, mm-hmm. um. So that's always nice. And and what I do is basically what I do as an English teacher. Honestly, I do like literary analysis of haiku, and I break things down and try to give it to people in a different way so they can look at it and say, oh wow, I appreciate this character more now because like there were hints in there that I didn't pay attention to. And but I'm also like the weeb teacher. Like you said, there's a community of weeb teachers. So there are a lot of people that are my followers that are just like, we wish you were our teacher. And I talk about other animes and things mm-hmm. too. And every once in a while, I'll talk about something personal mm-hmm. and branch out a little bit. I always end up coming back to Haikyuu, but that's just because it's a passion of mine. I just love the show. I think it's one of the greatest pieces of like works of 
like literature that's been put out. Also, the manga's complete. Like the story's done, which also is like heartwarming. I like completion. So now I'm just waiting for it to be animated. Um, yeah, I do remember one of your videos. Well, you talking about foreshadowing with uh, Demon Slayer. Oh, see, and, there we go. Yeah, you know, the episode one with the breathing, and I, I love Demon Slayer. Uh, can't wait for season two, and I completely missed that. Really, episode one, he said, "I can't breathe," and I was like, "Oh, the whole show's basically about that." <laughs> Bastion tuning in, I appreciate it. Yeah, so I, I so like, like that set, like Bastion said, I try to touch on other things, so I'm slowly like dipping my toe because, like you said, it is a science, and I do study mm-hmm. it. So I, I'll like every one, like once a week, I'll try to like dip my toe into another anime and see if it gets some traction, see if the post gets some love, and I've started doing like, like reviews because I started watching things that I haven't seen, and I'm exposing myself to a whole new groups of people so like i'll post content on a new anime that i decided to watch or review or something and because i have like now i have my core followers they're always going to see my stuff my stuff's Mm -hmm. always going to get at least moderate traction because my core followers are going to see it and they're going to show out for me and i love them all for that um and because of that they'll share it to other people and I'll end up with like an influx of new followers and I'll look at their profile pictures and they're all characters from this new anime mm-hmm. I'm watching. I'm just like, okay, I've now obtained... I feel like Thanos getting like ah, Infinity, <laughs> Infinity Stones. Stones. Yeah, I'm like another one. And I just add new animes under my belt. So hopefully I'll just become yeah. the anime guy on TikTok. Yeah, I can't wait till you get into uh, Tokyo Revengers. So I'm up to date on Tokyo Revengers. So I'm ready for the chats whenever you're ready, Bastion. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of my favorite mangas. I, I keep telling my little brother to uh, read it. He's, like, he's burnt out with that type of genre of manga because it used to be really huge in like the middle of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, this explains Geo and what the show is about. It's pretty much, uh, without getting too much into details, tra- time travel, but you're dealing with uh, kids that are part of gangs. And that was kind of like a big interest back in uh, Japan. It's not as popular as now. I think isekais are really more important in yeah. the in the manga world. But it's really interesting. Uh, the anime came out. I haven't got a chance to watch the anime, but I'm very up to date with the manga. So okay, so let me let me fact check myself because I'm not up to date with the manga. I'm watching the anime, and I decided on my own. Like what I do a lot when new things come out that I haven't read, I'll watch mm-hmm. the first season and then I'll continue the manga from there. Hey, and, I did and that the, with Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, same. Exactly. I finished the first <laughs> Did not season. Not care for the manga at all. I tried to read the manga. I was like, oh, this artwork sucks. Yeah. Re- watched the anime. Went back to the manga. It's like, okay, I could deal with it. <laughs> but Geo, for you, I will say, I yes. think, I think Tokyo Revengers. I think you'd like it. For some scopes, for some analogy stuff. Please. Uh, so you like old school stuff, right? I do. So you Yu Hakusho? Yes. So you know Yusuke's energy in the beginning, just being a hood delinquent? Yes, and This then whole he show is about hood delinquents. I love hood delinquents. And they wear the baggy pants, and it's like oh. the Japanese, like the archetype is called Bancho. Okay. So like that's like that Pompadour, Kuwabara-esque. It's, oh. They're just yeah, very yeah, swaggy yeah. young kids that like to fight. And there's time travel. What more can you ask for? Fighting and time travel. I'm in. There we go. Sold. I'm in. I'm a salesman, my favorite, guys. My favorite delinquent show of all time. Well, I wish the anime was good, but the manga was really good was Beelzebub. Mm, you have good taste. Yes. And it, the reason the manga starts to suck is because the anime animation went down. It's like, I think they did too many uh, episodes. 
and it just collide with each other. Then they canceled the manga. I was so heartbroken. Yeah, that's always a problem in like the anime community is like the competition between manga and anime. Not that it's competition, they should work together, but a lot of times like a manga will pop off mm-hmm. and be very popular and they'll see it and they'll track it and they'll be like, okay, well, it's time to animate this. Uh... Sometimes they do it too early. And things yeah. happen like with Full Metal Alchemist, which is like the greatest sob story. Yes. Because Full Metal Alchemist, they caught up to the manga mm-hmm. and then they said, we're just going to make our own show right. and like continue on. And that's why we have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, right. which most people would agree is the superior story because yes. it is the actual story. See, and you just feel better watching it. Yes, <laughs> true. See, this is great because, you know, you're a literary mind. I'm, I love books too. So this can be the same as like, a really good book or like a very popular book series and then it gets transferred over to mm-hmm. either a movie or a tv series <clears throat> game of thrones and Oof. we can you know certain things are great and then certain things are horrible but so i i totally get it i see it from that perspective yeah as well i i by the way i talk about game of thrones thrones like literally once a week i was not a huge fan I watched it consistently, then I fell off. But I have never seen something be so dominant in pop culture and then just disappear off of the energy of how poor the ending was. I feel like there are a lot of things that the ending is bad. Bleach. Bleach. Oh, but Bleach is coming back. Yeah, but like, yeah. we know what everybody's hoping that they just change like the storyline in the anime. Yes. 100%. And that can be the same about a lot of HBO shows, specifically like Sopranos. Like I remember straining my triceps and being home for a week watching The Sopranos <laughs> and like finally seeing the final season and then that that final episode and so I understood like why there were so many article written articles about like that final episode and how lackluster and how much of a how much of a downer it was for a series like that so loved like the sopranos to end like that and so once like game of thrones came out and i saw it from the very beginning like from season one 2011 like i remember being in high school watching this show and then being a grown-ass man seeing like the final season and it just being very heartbreaking yeah i think i think ending on a bad note really leaves like a sour taste in fandom's mouth someone in my life just said how i met your mother yeah yeah how i met your mother was like the most popular sitcom and then like and now no one talks about it people still talk about the office every single day that's true i think i make an office reference once a day great show parks (laughs) and recreation uh 30 rock Mm -hmm. uh community no that's not true community is like gone as a niche market for for fans Mm -hmm. but yeah i definitely do understand uh making sure the the work within itself is good did you finish Demon Slayer by chance? Yes. Did without spoiling, but did you like it? The ending? Yeah. Disappointed. All right. So when the anime comes out, do you think you'll have that same energy? I think I will still be disappointed. At the end oh. of the day, I, 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 I've I've been asked this a lot um, by people who they're like, "You're an anime guy. Do you value like animation more than storytelling?" And mm. I like it has to be even. Like, yeah, but good, yeah. good animation will sell you, will make me like watch one or two more episodes, you know, mm. good, like just because it's pretty. But that's, at the end of the day, storytelling, like, that's the most important thing. It rains you know? above all. Exactly. And like, if, this, if I know the ending's lackluster, I'm like, I'll be there for the highlights. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for the YouTube compilation. I agree. Well, that's why we could watch Dragon Ball Super and just like just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but also we have nostalgia goggles too when it comes to Dragon no, Ball. No, if the animation's really bad, like most like 
you just leave, but you just deal with it because you want to see it. <laughs> and the manga True. was a little bit paced. Oh, speaking of, anime. I know this about Dragon Ball Super. Vegeta has a new form. I know that. This is true. Yeah. Did you hear about it, Bash? I know about it, but okay, I, cool. it's, it's really hard to get into. They like to talk about the theory of destruction. They still hold him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just waiting for for the for the damn show to come out so I can, you know, watch it dubbed, of course, because that's the only, that's one of the only animes I'll ever watch dubbed. It's Dragon Ball. That's so. fair. That's also that's, like, that's the nostalgia glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Or nostalgia like hearing sports. It. I do sports like anime. Sports. Yes. Like uh Ice Shield twenty one. Did you watch that growing up? I did. You read that. Okay. <laughs> What's I that sh- about? Football. Oh. Football. It's about yeah. a guy who he has a visor, that's why he's called Ice Shield Twenty One. Oh. Ice Shield Twenty One Ice Shield Twenty One is one of the like main points of my initial Haikyuu rant that got me like mm. a lot of clout. Cause I and not to throw a slander, Ice Shield Twenty One's great. So's Kuroko no basket, it's a basketball anime. That's basically the Dragon Ball Z of sports anime. You would love it, Gio. Dragon Ball Z of sports anime? And it's ball. It's basketball. If you, you well, ever we're heard, black, so oh, no, you know. You gotta watch it. It'll change your life. Slam Dunk too. Yeah, yeah Slam Dunk too. I've heard of Slam yeah. Dunk. But, uh, I'm shocked that I know that. My whole Haikyuu argument about volleyball being like the best sport for, for storytelling purposes mm-hmm. is the fact that all of these shows have one thing in common. That's if the main character team is having a tough time, if things are getting down in the trenches and it's hard for them... It's always going to end up being hero ball. Mm. They're going to give it to the main character, and he's going to take it home, and he's going to win them the game. Kuroko no Basuke even like acknowledges that in the series, like they're sitting on the bench, and the captain of the team says, "Well, we know what's going to happen now," and they're like, "What?" And he's like, "Kagami's going to take us all the way. He has to because he's our ace." And mm. I was like, "Yeah, that's cool, no, and I'm super behind it." But from a storytelling standpoint, having a sport where, like, you can't have someone take – you need the whole team to come together. And there's something about it that just, like, hype moments and hike you make me, like, punch the air and, like, get off my get off my couch and, like, walk around the room feeling all brolic and whatnot. How did you discover Haikyuu? Um, I watch a lot of anime, mm-hmm. and I remember watching – I remember, like, getting an update – of like the new anime is coming out next season and it was really hyped up and i i ran track in high school but if i had not ran track i like wanted every I, caribbean basically <laughs> if i had not ran track i would have wanted to play volleyball and i enjoy playing volleyball so i was like oh, let me check it out and this is gonna be my, my not my last because i'm gonna promote haikyuu to the day i die but to anyone interested or in giving haikyuu a try i tell you give it exactly eight episodes if after eight episodes you're not sold, one, I would be shocked. Because by eight episodes, you have met the entire main character team and you've seen an- enough character development to say, yeah, I want to stick with these boys. I want to see where their journey goes. So eight episodes is, as a doctor, that's my prescription for this show. You take eight episodes of it, it's either you're hooked or or you're not, but you're still going to be interested at that point. 100%. Eight episodes. That's interesting. Uh... Yeah, you have to tell someone eight episodes because my theory for watching new anime is three. If you don't grab me in three episodes, I'm out. I, I now personally, I think it does grab you in three. Eight is like my like last resort of yeah. episode because I I liked it from episode one. I was like, all oh, right, this this. Yeah, I, me too. Me too. Yeah. I see the underdog story. I, all right, I see characters I like. It's kind of funny as well, but 
at eight, you have met enough people and you've met like the final core member of the team. And once you have that full team set up and you look at it, you're just like, yeah, this this is where I want to be. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you, you should check out the anime. It's not like I want to recommend One Piece and say you have to watch the first 100 episodes. I'm like, not watching Once that. you pass the East Blue arc, everything just becomes this like the friends you made along the way. They're going to have 5,000 <laughs> episodes. They're never going to find the One Piece. I'm good. I'll tell you I'm this. I'm not doing it. My little brother uh, recently got into like a deep, during quarantine, got mm-hmm. deep into anime, right? And he looked at me one day. I saw him. He's like, I'm going to do it. I was like, what? He's like, I'm starting One Piece. Good luck. And, and me, as a seasoned anime person, I was like, <gasps> that was that was my exact noise. And now he, this was at the beginning of the summer, which honestly, pacing-wise, is amazing. He is, like, this week he's going to catch up. He's going to catch up. He has watched. He actually sat down and watched them all. I'm like, did you even, like, sleep? No. Eat, get out of his room, and he's also watching it subbed, which means like you can't even like look away from the TV. Like right. you, you are reading, you're working, and yeah, he, he I remember ca- that he caught up. But <laughs> I will dedication. say this: it is the single greatest journey in literature, man. It, it's it's worth it. It's something that's worth it. But I would never put it on anyone. It's like it's like unhealthy food. Like, I, you're going to enjoy this. You're going to love it. You're really going to love it. But I'm not going to say, here, have this unhealthy food. That's not nice of me. Didn't homie say he has enough content for the next 10 years? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, well, yeah. I think five years now. That was five, five years yeah, ago. Um, no, nah, bro. You're not finding the one piece. I'm good. I'm I'm content in, like, no. No. Nah, Without getting to spoilers, like, it's it's laid out. The, he laid out the plan maybe two years ago on how it works. And now it's like, oh, okay, it's, it's like, I, I get it now. It's a brass ring. You're just never going to grab it. What makes the show so good is how they work in the subplots and how the yeah. main manga author never forgets. I know how so it works. So talking about foreshadowing, he would say something in 300 episodes. episodes, and then episode 700, it'll go yeah. back to that. I know how it works. I know. But yeah. but that revelation, is that is that not satisfying to you? No! <laughs> You because you yourself as the viewer or just the consumer will forget, and this guy is already writing the next three arcs. It's already done. He's just going with the flow. Yeah, and then four years later, hey, you remember that that episode you saw three years back? I'm like, yeah. What about it? Oh, well, this connects. It, it's a world, you know. Most animes they kind of okay. suck at remembering. Like JoJo Bizarre's Adventure is notable. Is like they know. Uh, sometimes he forgets how stands work. Like something in like the uh, in like season three where stance could shrink shrink into like small pieces and but never done that ever again, you know. It's like sometimes the manga artist just like, all right, never mind, this is a bad idea. But for like Oda, you know, writing One Piece, like, yeah, this is how it works, and you're just gonna deal with it. <laughs> yeah, like there's one really popular show, My Hero Academia. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah, so My Hero is super popular, and there's this one like subplot to build up what Bastion said of some mangaka is just like forget about things i don't know if it's forgotten but like there was a whole subplot of like there's a mole amongst us mm-hmm. and then we haven't had it mentioned in so long and like every couple months someone like posts on twitter like is this a hint at the mole i'm just like what mm. mole what? was I it forget- hawks was it hawks the mole no no they said there was some mole at the school huh and pe- the- people are like assuming like maybe it's this guy maybe it's that guy just creating theories and honestly, I don't know if it's ever going to pay off because it's starting to look like the series is, like, wrapping up. I'm like, where's the, where's the mole at? 
Yeah, I have the problem. My little brother uh, has a big problem with this series in terms of uh, the direction it's going and how fast it's pacing. Uh, it could be like maybe, in my opinion, I just think the manga artist just got, like he wrote a really good manga and to the point where he just got overwhelmed with like trying to create really interesting and good plot. And he just wasn't at that level yet. I can believe that. I can get behind that. Yeah, like that's how, that's kind of uh, my good friend D. Uh, they once told me about how Naruto, at one point in time, Naruto was really, really good. But once you get into Shippuden and he uh, he got new editors and stuff, the show completely changed. Mm-hmm. And they stopped, they you know, stopped caring about side characters. And mm. they, that's why they nicknamed him uh, Kishi Money. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it could be one of those things where the editors is like, hey, we need to make more money. You need like a really good like plot. Like we need like uh, a tournament plot. That's the number one. Like, if your anime sucks or you just, like, have no direction. Love a good tournament, tournament Make man. them all fight. Oh, dude. Word. You hey, need a good tournament. What, what I love about anime is that there's literally an anime for whatever you like. So, like, for me, love cooking, right? There's a damn cooking anime. Uh-huh. Shokugeki no Sama. Huge fan of it. Except for the fan service. Gets a bit weird sometimes. But No, this fan service is what makes it good. Okay? I don't like it. It gets a bit weird sometimes. <laughs> for me, at least. For if me. there's no fan service, it would have never gotten season two. I, I get down with the cooking stuff, though. You, but... have, you have to get as many people in as possible. And there's a there's probably a niche community of people that are just there for the... Like, I don't even care about food. I'm here for the <laughs> cooking. Like, I'm the only idiot there for the cooking. Like, I'm there for that. It's like, I... Chef it's anime. A, no, I love it's it. It's a good balance. It's a good balance. That's another anime that had a bad. Well, I'm, did the anime end or I, I know I the manga? Honestly, end. don't know. No, I'm not. A, I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't know. The manga, just the manga ended, and everybody was disappointed. Like, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. It's well, like that. It's like writing a, a a good ending is really hard. Yeah, and that's what that's why you end up with shows like like One Piece and Naruto. But the difference is One Piece has been great forever, and Naruto kind of fell off, and then Bleach. Yeah. yeah, let's not talk about bleach. Things happened. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. You have you have very limited options. It's either you end well, mm-hmm. which is rare. You, it's like it's like in the Dark Knight when it's like you either die the hero or live I long live. enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, that's the plight of the mangaka. Great analogy. I can see well, that. Well, some people know what they're doing. Like you know, Fullmetal Alchemist. Like she knows what she's doing when mm-hmm. she wrote. Uh, from Alchemist, and like you can look at Silver Spoon too. It's like there is a there is an ending because she wrote both of them. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think it I, initially, Bastion, it has to have a we they there needs to be like a plan off rip of like how you impossible. want this to, to like start. Like I told you, it's about the editors. It's about the editors. At the end of the day, it's like, hey, we need you to extend it another hundred chapters because that's how they felt about Demon Slayer. Yep. Mm-hmm. and also. Also, hate to be that guy, but Dragon Ball Z, because initially it was supposed to end at the at the cell arc. That was supposed to end. Yeah, they were all supposed to kill Goku. Exactly. And like Gohan take over, and the fans were like, like "How hell dare no. you? You bring back Goku!" How and then we got the Boo Saga. And then they try. And then the crazy part is they tried it again. They said, "We're gonna introduce Goten. We're gonna make him look just like Goku." And they were like, "Nah, hell get that, no. get that child out of here. We want Goku back." <laughs> he just didn't do a good job. Uh, setting up an arc for them. He just kind of did, like, real-life Great work Saiyan with man. them. Yeah, fair. And that's it. Yeah, great Saiyan Man. Like, in concept, like, in <laughs> hindsight, it's, like, hilarious. But I it's, thought it was great. I can imagine, like, new chapter, great Saiyan Man. It's like, what is this? What is this? Just yeah. Even, like, cell arc, and that was, like, top-tier. Storytelling. Of arcs of all time. You yes. Know? 
<laughs> uh, Bastion, can I ask, did you read Haikyuu? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, so without spoiling, you, you know about the ending and like the vast change it had from the beginning to the ending. So the thing about me and Haikyuu is I never read it again. It was more of like, you know, you have to read it multiple times to fully grasp That's it. That's true. That's true. I, I read it like as it was going to the point where like when it ended, it ended. I had like I just completely forgot what was going on. Mm, I do want to go back to reread it. Uh, the the manga I'm currently rereading is Chain, Chainsaw Man. Hey, I just started reading that. I'm yeah, on like chapter my, 40. Chainsaw Man? Yeah, yeah Chainsaw Man. Oh. Uh, I always tell people it's like that that was the best manga that in a long time. In my opinion, I thought I thought that was like the best manga in a long time from beginning to end. It was just perfect. Yeah, it's 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 really good. And just shock value, but you also you also got to have like a strong stomach. You know I love horror. I, the the I story like just the story fits with the shock value. Yeah. But to get into Haku, it's like yeah, I that's something I do want to reread. But again, the spoilers like that like I stopped reading it. Saw there was a time this whole thing Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I went back and was like, oh, okay, let me see what's going on. Then I just kind of just finished it off when it finished. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I was going to get into was that, like, like we said, most anime is like, it has a good ending. It's it finished, it's complete, it's done. And many people, like, fa- the fandom genu- generally is like, that was excellent. The, a lot mm-hmm. of series we know, like, people are like, oh, the ending was trash. Like, the majority of the fandom is like, that ending was excellent. And it was very well done, but in the same vein of what we were talking about with My Hero, like, people feel like there could have been more of a story. There was more to be done there. Mm -hmm. And I like that the author was able to tell the story how he wanted to. And it wasn't the pressure of the editors to, like, make more and make more. Because I feel like it could have easily gone down. It could have gone down that road, but it was, it ended. And it ended well, like a good story should. That's how I feel about Demon Slayer. The editors should have pushed more. I don't know. Like, this, it's like, we're not going to pay you this month. Like, make a new arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how I feel about most mangas. Like, maybe the editors are good or it's just bad. Um, Bakuman. Bakuman? Mon. Bakuman, Bakuman, right? Bakuman. Yeah. I know about that one. Uh, the artist one. That, that pretty much broke down everything. It was the same writer as Death Note 2, which is crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Gateway anime. Death Note is dope. Unfortunately, it did have to suffer the Netflix adaptation, which I think another anime is going to be suffering that same fate of having a Netflix adaptation too. What One is piece? that? Uh, no, it's not One Piece. I actually forgot. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 guys, guys! The Cowboy Bebop—they released the still images. Yes. For Cowboy Bebop. Yes. And it looks clean. It looks clean. Cowboy Death Note Be- looked clean too. Yeah, it no, did. Death Note didn't look clean. It, they, they 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 whitewashed the character and That's they put true. it in Seattle. That is true. Why is there a Japanese Shinigami in Seattle? But Elle is black, you know, made by Lakeith Stanfield. I, I, I was I was a big Stanfield. fan of Lakeith. Let's casting. not let's not bring up Lakeith Stanfield again. In his running, remember that running scene? Yeah. Yes. 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 And that was bad. <laughs> I don't like these Netflix adaptations. I bro. have high hopes mainly because they did not they did not whitewash the casting. That's true. They have John Cho um playing Spike and from what I saw they like did not try to change things. They literally 
The stills have me excited. I don't want to hold my breath for it because, like you said, Netflix adaptations have a bad track record. They've struck out a lot. But, but I want it to be good because Cowboy Bebop's in my top five. It's a great it's freaking, in yes. my top five all time, and I would like it to be good. I would like the next generation to see it live action and see it be good, but I'm not... Nah, I'm not just give them breath. space dandy and let them chill. Chill, nah, we can't put space dandy on TV. <laughs> it's too much for them. Oh, um, quick question: Did you are you a fan of Neon Genesis Evangelion? Yes. Oh, he's going to talk about this again. And did you watch the last movie? Yes. What are your thoughts on it? On the series and the movie within itself, like the ending. Um, I'm gonna say that the series is really good really really good and i show the congratulations clip to my students when they do well on tests it's like it's like Perfect. 20 it's like 20 people saying congratulations to one guy over and over again and at the end there's like a little penguin that also goes Marr! but whatever <laughs> um the movie however i i just feel like i, w I was good i didn't need it i didn't need I didn't need the movie. Not that I don't appreciate it, but I, I was satisfied already. And you're talking about 4. Point, no, 3.0, 1.0. Yes, sir. Okay. Interesting. I was not satisfied. No, no. I thought the movie was great, and it satisfied me into like enjoying the series. Because okay. for years and years, like I got into Neon Genesis in, in high school. You know, when you get to the end of Evangelion, it gives you this like dark depressing feeling of the whole show mm -hmm. and i that that feeling that darkness lingered for years and years and years like I, when i finished the show like maybe like 2010 yeah and it's like that darkness still lingers to the point where when it would neon genesis was announced to come on netflix it's like oh i'm gonna rewatch the series again and then when it came on netflix i couldn't watch it because that darkness was still there just lingering um, I was able to watch like the rebuild series. So when I saw 3.0, I saw it in the movie theater with my friends dubbed. It's like, all right, this make movie makes no sense. And then when 3.0 plus one came out and I watched it, like once it came on Amazon Prime, it's like, oh, okay, I feel so satisfied now. <laughs> you know, I, I get that. But sometimes I feel like that darkness, that lingering feeling, like we don't get that a lot in pop culture. Like, like we're always destined for things to be wrapped up neatly and nicely with a bow. And sometimes, I, sometimes I'm kind of like, here for it when it ends darkly like i will never forget the feeling i had walking out the movie theater at the end of infinity war i was yeah. like yo they they did they did it oh. they did what to me mm -hmm. i remember that <laughs> feeling and i and i just i just can't help but think like they're geniuses and then they made us sit around and wait a year in pain like that i can't believe they had the the gall the unmitigated gall to do something like that to us but that's like one year of darkness, right? But can you imagine, like, and then Evangelion came out like '98, and oh, just yeah. like years of darkness for those people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that might be a little bit overwhelming. You're right. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it was just years. It's like it's one of my top five animes of all time, but I cannot rewatch it. It's just the character development is just too real. Yeah, there's some things you just don't need to revisit. There's some stories that don't need to be revisited. So now I feel like I can rewatch a series again, knowing like where the movie ends and how okay. Arnold just like cleared everything up for once. It's like, oh, now we have like a perspective why the father is like this type of person, <laughs> a menace. you know, and he just gave everybody a, a you know, a GE good ending anyways. <laughs> All right.
cool. Well, okay. That was just uh, something for the fans that love anime. Sorry, Gio. I hey, spoke about it last week, and Gio was just like, whatever, man. Listen, I totally understand how you feel every time Mike and I talk about pro wrestling. So I totally get it now. I understand how this feels. It feels ostracizing. Yeah, I, I definitely came into the studio as a friend of you, Gio, but me and Bash are going to be talking a lot in the future now. Well, of yes. course, y'all yes. love We're anime. Homies now. We We're homies now. I, I don't do this, man. We can we can bro down on wrestling, but as far as the anime goes, hey, let's talk about the old stuff. I'm there with you. New stuff. You got Bashing for that. We'll get you yet, bro. It's not, it's not for me. No, once you're in, you're in. You know, like Walter's brother, it's like one day it's just like, I got to watch One Piece. That's it. Like, I, once I'll, you that's exactly, have that thought, it's a scary thought. That's <laughs> how it happened with Hunter x Hunter. I'm not going to lie. He was just like, yo, watch this. This was during the pandemic, too. So I think this was right after I watched all the MCU. And so I just started with Hunter x Hunter. And all it took was like two episodes. And I was like, yo. Exactly. You just need the right thing. This thing is fire. You just need the right thing. My, my wife did not watch anime prior to me. She did not watch anime. She watched one slice of life anime called Clonade and maybe dabbled in some other things. Mm -hmm. Not much. And I slowly, like... Morphed her. Molded her. See, but you have to be cautious about how you do it. You have to, like, give them things that are, like, they'll be interested in and mm -hmm. then slowly get crazier and crazier. And, like, last... During Thanksgiving, um, we, we both got covid so we were we were self quarantining away from each other in our house because of like viral load. They're like, if you have COVID, you shouldn't just chill because y'all got. It's not like chicken pox. Y'all right. should still isolate to save yourself from viral load. So we were isolating from each other. So we were in two separate rooms, chilling. And then at one point, I had to come into the room to get something. And like, I walked in the room, and she was watching Haikyuu. and I was like, I had been telling her like, hey, you should watch it. Like, it's everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. And I walked in, she was. I was like. What is happening here? And she's like, I, I missed you. So I watched Haikyuu because it reminded me of you. <laughs> and I was like, uh, That's uh, love. I was like, are, are, are you enjoying it? She's like, I have favorite characters. I was like, Oh dear God, I'm going to cry. I need to leave. <laughs> and now she's, she's up to date and now she understands my TikTok content and it's right. awesome. And you guys have matching jerseys. <laughs> we do. And we do. volleyballs. And yeah, I saw that. You got stuff. the. That's tight. Oh, that's actually the craziest thing of this whole TikTok thing. Yes. Because people commented, like, wait, someone commented once and said, hey, I, do you have, like, a P.O. box? I want to send you, like, a jersey. And I was like, what's P.O. box? They were like, yeah. People were teaching me how to be a content creator. Uh, yeah. I did not understand this. I would watch people, but I didn't understand the behind the scenes of how this worked. And they were like, yeah, get a P.O. box so we can send you stuff. Right. And I was like, Oh, um, okay, but that's money, and I don't have money to be spending on P.O. boxes. If y'all not going to be sending me stuff consistently, I'm not going to spend gonna... money on a P.O. box. And they were like, oh, so make an Amazon wish list. I was like, what is that? And they're like, you make it, you put the things you want on it, and you put the link, and we can go, and we can buy it and get shipped to your house. And I was like, all right. So I, I went and made an Amazon wish list, and I thought to myself, I'll just put on a bunch of, like, cosplay things, things that are related right. to my content. Because I don't want to go on there and make a wish list and be like, yo, buy me some detergent. So it was air fryer. Yeah, it was a bunch of anime stuff. And I casually put the link up and I did a video about it. I was like, okay, well, nothing's going to come of this. And then I started getting stuff. <laughs> I now own like a, a Haikyuu's, um track jacket, mm -hmm. a hoodie, the two hoodie full sweet. uniforms, an official Olympic volleyball. I have Aizawa's goggles from My Hero Academia and a scarf that like can be molded into shapes. Mm -hmm. And I, I, someone got my wife earrings and my wow. wife uniforms. Mm -hmm. 
I got hair color because people wanted to see me cosplay a specific character. They're like, yo, color your hair. And so I've gotten a bunch of stuff, and I just... I can never believe that this would have happened because I literally just started this to make funny Fun. videos. Right. And now I've got like a whole community of people. I have an own personal Discord server to tell people when I go live and they they come on to the Discord and they have their own conversations. And then right. I also have a, a, a more um, secretive Discord server of my closest followers. They're like, and now they're my friends. They're like legitimately a friend group that I have that's wow. around the country. You know, well, and that's why I enjoy like hearing about your progress because it's something that you're still learning about, and that's what that's what makes you charming still. Because you know, you're still like, that's the appeal of you. You're still a relatable guy. You're a teacher who loves anime. I'm sure, like, that's a that's becoming a popular thing, and you incorporate that within your teachings too. That also helps relate um you to the kids as well. That's and that's why you get those comments of, yo, I would love to have you as my teachers because. You know, you you make literature fun and you make class fun. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, bruh, I'm so happy for you. Before we go really quick, um, as far as, like, analytics go and, like, demographics and, like, countries where, like, some of your fans are, what's, like, one of the, like, craziest countries, like, that you actually get traction at? Um... So it's it's not I guess it's not crazy, mm -hmm. but like I said, I am a huge Haikyuu TikToker, and Haikyuu is wildly popular in the Philippines. Huh. So I like so I get a lot of attention from the Philippines, which is really cool. And I check my analytics, and it's like seventy eight percent United States, and then there's Canada, and then there's the Philippines. Wow. Yeah, and then every once in a while, like, each particular video gets, like, its own analytics. So it's always cool to look at where it's popping off. And I see, like, unique countries. Like, like I see, like, people. Oh, I have a really devoted follower from Slovenia. That's tight. Yeah, I have a really devoted really? follower from Slovenia. Like, their username is, like, K-pop something, something, something. And, mm -hmm. like, I remember being live, and I was like, they are like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from New York. Where are you from? And they're like, Slovenia. I was like... The only thing I know about your country is that there's a really great basketball player named Luka Doncic who's from there. Facts. And the person Facts. says to me, you know, funny enough, you guys all pronounce his name, his last name wrong. Wait, And what? I was like, what? And I don't remember how to properly pronounce it, but it, I think it's like not Doncic. Doncic? It's something where there's something off in how we say it. Huh. But regardless, this one person from Slovenia is a big fan of mine. And I think that's like, the coolest thing in the world because prior to luca i did not know slovenia was a country <laughs> and fair. and now i have a, a a follower there that I, I talk to regularly and i think that's really cool so big shout out to slovenia well brazil how big is your brazil fan base i do have a pretty decent brazil fan base like yeah. sometimes on some posts some mm -hmm. posts is some posts people comment like just the brazilian flag i'm just hey. like all right big ups and i comment back like the trinidadian flag because why not Hey, <laughs> sort of, sort of close, almost, almost there. It's the closest island to South America, anyway. Yeah, true. I think one of the the wildest ones for us would have to have been was it Sweden or Switzerland, Bash? Uh, Sweden. It was Sweden, and I'm just like, and it was like it it was like 200 people in 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 Sweden just downloading our content. I was just like. How the hell did you find this? That's crazy. Like, first off, why? Thank you. But also, how did you get this? Because, like, we're just a couple of dudes from New York just talking about New York stuff. And, like, y'all are way over there. It's about the vibes, man. It's the mm. energy you put out. 
That it's the too. energy you put out 100%. Uh, people on my on my videos recently, I had four people in one week say to me, you sound like you're preaching. Like, I'm really, I love your energy when you're, you're analyzing these characters. You sound like you're preaching. I feel like I'm in church, which is really crazy because, like, I grew up going to church a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I probably borrowed some, like, speaking habits, public speaking habits from, like, the priests and pastors that I've seen in my life. And I never noticed that myself. But the fact that, like, a bunch of people were just, like, your energy alone, like, got, like I'm following you off of the energy, off the vibes. I don't even watch Haikyuu, but I'm following you because your energy's just right. I'm just, like, energy is a thing, man. It is. It's the passion, yeah. too. You, 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 you evoke that. That passion and people feel that through the screen. You you have that gift, bro. And you guys do it through the mic, yo. People in uh, Switzerland open black Seinfeld. I don't know about all that, bro. Have We're you okay. have you have you considered doing like a a video, like a YouTube video essay? So a lot of people have told me mm -hmm. that you should you should like evolve from TikTok and make a YouTube channel and, and go and I and I know that YouTube is probably like a bigger, more established thing to get on. Right. But like we said at the top of the show, I'm also an English teacher. This TikTok journey, this growth, this summer has been the wildest because, like, I hit, I remember I hit 10,000 followers at like the end of the school year. It was like June. I remember that. And I specifically remember, like, there's a, a convention called Anime NYC. Oh, yeah. And I, I, signed, I tried to get a press pass for it. You could totally get, I got a press pass off of it. So they've gotten way stricter with press passes since COVID. Cause oh. I, used to, I used to get press passes to Comic-Con as well. But I sent out an application. I was like, listen, here are my analytics. I currently have 10,000 followers. Based on my trajectory and rate of growth, I should have 20,000 by November when you guys have the convention or October, whenever it is. It's normally October, September. Yeah. And, I'm, and this was in like June when I hit 10,000. And I'm now at 27,000. Far ahead of schedule, right? Nice. Far ahead of schedule, and that's because I've been consistent. I've just been posting things like consistently and making sure I'm always in people's face. But it's about to be September. I'm about to go back to my my day job, and I'm going to be a teacher. And that teaching is my passion. So I'm going to put more of my energy into teaching, and I'm sure that my TikTok content is going to like suffer because of it. And I think YouTube is even more of a commitment because I like right. TikTok. I can do a, a, a 15 second video. I can do a one-minute video. I can do a, a three-minute video tops. But, like, that won't fly on YouTube. It would have to be, like, a video essay, like Bastion said. It would have to be, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And the editing that comes in with that. So maybe Premier next is maybe crazy. Ne maybe next summer. Maybe next summer. Maybe winter break. We'll see the debut of Whoa Walt Rants on YouTube. We'll yeah, see. you know, get those hey. Udemy courses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa Walt, man, it was great seeing you. Thank it was you. great having you. It's a pleasure. Did you enjoy your time here? I loved it. 10 out of 10. We'll come again. So, for the listeners listening, please let them know how they can, you know, follow follow the content, where to go, drop all the socials, all that. Got you. There are only two socials right now for following. You can follow me at Woe Walt Rants on TikTok and the same thing on Twitter. If you follow me on TikTok, you can find the link in my bio to all my socials, my Discord as well. So if you want to join my personal Discord server, you can join that there and you can chat with me personally on Discord as well. That's tight, dude. You have a Discord. I do. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Rance, I, I, I said like we can't do Discord yet. <laughs> hell, I wonder what our, our Discord would be like. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Walt, but I, back in 2019, we had our first ever live show. Right, I remember this. And to my dismay, one, it sold out to our dismay. I didn't think that would happen. But two, 
I didn't expect most of the fans to be women. Because, like, you know how hey. I can be. Like, you hey. know how I can be, right? It's just, like, just speaking my mind or whatever. So, like, when the majority of fans were women, I was just like, whoa. Let me, let me get this right. It's it's, it's the Trinidadi, right? The Panamanian poppy, Mr. Suck Your Mother. Yeah, that was yeah. because of Safari. Yeah, that gotcha, was Safari. Gotcha, gotcha. I, we we normally do that just to make fun of Safari. Like it's not a real thing. It's it's literally just a joke. I, but it got it got the fans at the show though. That is true. It Man, worked. Nah, it, it was all Bastion. Bastion does everything. He just makes me look good. He's a great <laughs> contrast. Seriously, it's a team effort. It is a team effort. I just I agree. I, I just talk talk the crap and people show up i don't know why it just i just it just happens this way okay i'm rambling now um song of the week we haven't played any songs no problem um let's see what's a good song we can we can play i have a couple selections here bastion you get to choose do you want to hear betrayal that's the new trippy red track with drake where he disses kanye absolutely not okay um I also have Hot Like Fire um, from the One in a Million tr- album because, you know, Aaliyah's, Aaliyah's songs are now available for streaming. So that's the Hot Like Fire remix. This is the Timbaland's Groove. And mm-hmm. I have one more song. Hold on. Let me let me find it. Let me find it real quick. I did not put it in. My bad. Hold on. Let me. You get no Yeezy in your Serato? I don't have any Yeezy in my Serato because see that here's the issue, right? I don't want to pl- I don't want to keep playing Yeezy because I feel like <laughs> I would we would do that every time. Oh, Wale, I got Wale featuring uh uh Yellow Beezy, Max yeah, 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 play that track. It's a good track. It's a yeah, good it's track. a fire track. All right, y'all. So we'll be back. Um, and when we come back, what what do you want to talk about, Bash? We so only we have like twenty something OnlyFans. Oh, great. <laughs> And the milk crate challenge. Oh, great. This is going to be awesome. We'll be right back, y'all. Black Seinfeld. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers. Trying to get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers. Trying to get rid of all you haters and you busted. What's the sense of it all? Pimping powder and trying to make pennies seem lie on the stand. Guess hell ain't harder than prison. Who knows? In the 90s, the traffic stop get you tickets. A joke. Now they find you a traffic stop get you riddled with holes. We be living too fast. We be sipping the slow. While my n- was selling work, now he's selling out shows. I mean, Jason, that's growth. Pay attention, take note. You over 40 and moving work, better be by the boat. Better be by the dock, better not be by your home. If really won't hurt you, they gon' leave you alone. Cause the people's is coming, where your loyalty youngin'. When a rapper say free my n- his lawyers get hungry. And everybody wanna be a trap, cause the rap trap get big. Don't nobody wanna be a trap trap. When them bad got you worn tape. Art imitating life, now you got the same lies. Got these suburban nights thinking y'all ain't afraid to fight. Right in the mirror, crying a little, you shaking, right? Your soul is in prison and there is no visitation rights. Down south slang, music with these hustlers. Keep it true to self and never sell out with these busters. I ain't finna tap dance, I don't give a f- Keep it true to self and keep a crew in the cut though. Right. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers. Trying to get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers. Trying to get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers. Trying to get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slanging, rolling with these hustlers. 
tryna get rid of all you haters and you bust. I got the cane laid white lady by the key. Eight cup full of Texas, pulled by the three. three. Hopped out the Porsche when it sold me a peep. Smoke a like a roll me a leaf. Like a leaf. Oh, a smoke put a hole in his teeth. Hey, boom, bop, bam, put a hole in his cheek. Hey, talk with talk, but you a hole in the street. Hey, come and get naughty, freaky in the sheets. Hey, hustling like a mother. Oh, surf, scutter, butter. And I ain't start a motherfucker. Hit him with the block of block. Quick to serve me a pop. You borderline suckers. Tryna take some pick suckers. Baby, make your leg bend. Yellow to red skin. And DC like a red skin. Come and give me head in. My youngest pop the lead in. When your dread then. Oh, you wanna tussle? We gon' see how play it then. Down south slangin'. Rollin' with these hustlers. Tryna get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin'. Rollin' with these hustlers. Tryna get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin'. Rollin' with Down south slang, serving all these customers. Like Bill, I keep some pussy, but he clips like Rudy Hustle. On the real, you might get killed, don't touch my tank, cause it's untouchable. Big Black, now I know my hip, yeah, I'ma shoot that thank you, but she still fuckable. Racks on racks, move packs, your packs at school, had packs like lunchables. Choke gas on gas, for fives and match me, but stop straps at constables. Had to toss my sack, no phone, but though. On Adderall, but it's still functional. Still aired out at a functional. That Draco so dysfunctional. Used to be a robber, Ebo, Nigel, boy, go ask why late. Yellow bone, a cocktail, give me sloppy top as I lay. Pull up on the opera, chop a rocker, hit him while he lay. I spend some chips to get you killed, my crits gon' make you free, don't lay. Bang, we don't really tussle. If I can't get that thing in, then I'm not finna go club. Ever since my bro got killed, I can't trust, I can't trust nothing. Can't even trust my crits because of Crooked Nissy hustle. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' get rid of all you haters and you busters. Welcome back to Black Seinfeld, ladies and gentlemen. That was Wale. Down south, Wale's super underrated. Bash. Yeah, I agree, and I thought this was a great song. It is um, a great song. You know, good beat selection, good energy to jump off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Black Seinfeld show about nothing. Uh, we're gonna continue this show. We're gonna sh- jump straight into the OnlyFans saga, oh, which man. We, is continuation of uh, last week's discussion and just to let people know only fans is known for you know what it's for and they were changing their policies yes in order to uh listen to pretty much the credit card processors you're talking about mastercard visa mm-hmm. amex uh the reason foreign sites and regular sites have a discrepancy in like how they position money transactions they all have different contracts right so because of how OnlyFans has been growing, the transactions are uh, increasing. Hence, they need a new contract. Whatever the old contract was probably expired. And say, hey, we're expanding. We need a new contract because, you know, we don't want to pay all these fees. And he said, yeah, if you want to do that, you have to do this for us. And they're like, okay. And, you know, they try to tell the people, like, what we're going to do. And backfired. Yeah, and... In this this move was to appeal also to a to a wider audience, and it was also to appeal to like corporate basically. In order to get that corporate money, you ha- you're gonna have to you know get rid of the one thing that actually makes y'all money, and that is the sexually explicit contents. Um, and I remember when this happened, and 
the first thing I immediately thought of was Tumblr because yeah. right when Tumblr started going down was the moment they stopped accepting or or the allowing of posting of sexually explicit content on the tumblers i remember that and once that happened like it was all over for tumblr i'm not even sure if people still are on tumblr like that anymore the thing about tumblr is like it did have a problem with like the type of media that was on it the site yeah. and they didn't have the proper staff to clean it so that's why they went that route particularly because you aren't making real money you know like it's, it's really hard to make money on tumblr that's but true. that's just this is when Yahoo bought them. The problem is once they removed it, they didn't like, and they cleaned up everything. They did nothing to resolve the issue. Mm-hmm. Nothing Hence, to like, appease the the um, audience. Yeah, because like I do agree with what they said. It's like you no, know, this is the application you use on the phone in public. Like you shouldn't have those type of content. But it's like, well, Reddit has the same type of thing. The difference yeah. is you have to put the you know ns uh fw of course in order to just block the content so you know what is allowed on your screen on the phone rather than you know vice versa right i saw someone's decapitated foot on tumblr i mean not yeah. on tumblr on uh on reddit okay yikes but yeah, yeah it, it it's like for that it's like to keep a, a clearance and to make sure that you don't see things that you don't want to see so Tumblr couldn't control that. In my opinion, I think they just didn't have the staffing. Like they weren't as big as they used to be back mm. in high school. You ain't as big as they used to be back in high school. And you know, when Yahoo bought them, they just like, all right, let's just clean it up and turn it into a, a, a whatever. So in layman's term, just going back to OnlyFans. Yep. I personally don't see a way for like Black Seinfeld to be an OnlyFans, right? Right, because of the connotation that will come with Black Seinfeld off rip and OnlyFans, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And that probably is what is going to hinder uh OnlyFans in terms of who is going to use it and how they're going to use it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an Instagram plus in terms of pictures, because the pictures could be a little bit more uh revealing. Right. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. It's not a Patreon, even though it's the same energy as a Patreon. It's, it probably was the same concept of a of a Patreon in the beginning, at least in the beginning. Yes. But since then, things have changed. OF stands for something entirely different. Not a future. See that Wolf blue game. logo. You're like, OK, this is this is what I'm in for. Mm-hmm. Bastion, do you think I, I and I have a theory of this, too? Mm hmm. When Rachel Dolezal announced that she was coming out with an OnlyFans was the same time OnlyFans was like, you know what? We got to pull this sexually explicit content away from OnlyFans. Do you think this was OnlyFans way of saving our eyes from seeing Rachel Dolezal in in a compromising position? Are you telling me you're not going to support the black queen, Rachel Dolezal? (laughs) Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not, bro. Are you? I did think, no, absolutely not. I didn't think, no, like, come on. I didn't even watch her Netflix special. Like, right? I actually Zero did. support whatsoever. You're, you're a weirdo, okay? You're just a weirdo. <laughs> Listen, no. I, had to hear for, I had to hear her perspective on why she is the way she is. I had to listen to it my own self, and and after you know my my review, yeah, she she's lost her bananas. But 
you know, that's that's I blame celebrities like um, what's her face from Shake It Up? Not Zendaya, you know, Bella Thorne and like Bad Baby for like, you know, blowing up OnlyFans to what it is now. Because you remember we had that conversation of like celebrities um, starting OnlyFans and, you know, getting like two million dollars within a day and really like m messing up the market for like, you know, the mom and pop. But the thing is, I... I I thought people attacked it a little bit too early. Mm -hmm. You can't get upset with something that happened in one week because things change, right? Within a month or so. That is true. So, yes, you did make a lot of money within the first week, and they had to fix how their transactions work. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to, you know, get cash and then deposit because in normal terms, it takes 24 hours to do that, right? right. But when you're getting a big sum of money, it goes to a little bit more washing. Hence, it might take 72 hours. You know, that's, that's just a whole industry that I think many corporations don't do a good enough job explaining. And the only way to understand is to be in the industry. Like myself, like I got into an industry where they explain credit card processing and it took me maybe like a whole month to understand it. Mm -hmm. Now, because of that, I do have a better uh, idea of why OnlyFans first said like, hey, we're going to change the policy to when Rachel dropped. Uh, they said, hey, we're going to do we're not going to do it to recently. Yesterday, they said. Actually, we're going back to what we're originally going to do and allow explicit content. Yeah, because they knew that once they drop, once they were going to implement that, like it was going to be over for OnlyFans. Like that's yeah. their bread and butter, unfortunately. Like, what I think is going to happen is that they're please. just going to uh, pay a little bit more for credit card processing. Mm. They probably had it. This is my assumptions. Please. Like, this is based off of nothing. But my assumption is like they probably had a deal where they paid less for transactions. Okay. Because you had to pay per transaction, the right. company side. And now it's like, hey, we want to pay less. We could remove the content. And it's like, all right, if you remove the content, you pay less. Mm. But now it's like they realize that if they remove the content, they'll lose a large sum of money. They said, forget it. We rather just pay like if we have to pay like three million dollars of credit card transactions a year, we just pay three million, Smart. knowing that we can make a profit of like, you know, one billion. Smart move on their end, because they knew if they were really going to go through this, like it would have been over for OnlyFans. It would have been it would have suffered the same fate as Tumblr did. Yeah. So the whole thing, like OnlyFans need to focus on the safety you know, uh, protecting the content creator and giving new avenues. And just, in my opinion, they just need to figure out how to do like, you know, TikTok and ha just have like some formula thing in order to make other people pop off. Mm. But, you know, that's just their world. I, I, I don't care. I'm not in it. <laughs> me neither. But I think in order for them to like pop off, you're going to have to like eventually have partnerships with like, you know, those celebrities. Kind of not even celebrities. Party B. Not even celebrities, because you know why? Because when celebrities say, hey, we have an OnlyFans, people are going to expect certain things, right? And sometimes, well, a lot of the time when celebrities get on OnlyFans and people subscribe to their OnlyFans, all, they're, all they do is they're, they're just in, like, lingerie. But, like, yo, like, they don't want to see the lingerie. They want to see, you know. Some TNA. <laughs> exact TNA, maybe sucky sucky sometimes. They want to see that content. I'm sorry, yeah. but that's that's what comes with the OnlyFans, okay? Yeah. So and that's if, why I disagree with like, yeah, you can't expand it. It's it's kind of stuck in a box that exactly. Been. And if Post you want pandemic wanna, box, and if you want to push that content, I think you're gonna have to go like the the partnership of like Pornhub route. Like you got to go there to like push it out even further. Be be a part of like the 
I know there's like porn awards. Like do that stuff. Like have like a OnlyFans content creator award or something like that. That's the only way to push this. I know it's no, not no, what you wanted OnlyFans, but there's like you got to you got to ride this out. There's another way. Sponsorships? No, you just change the name. Like just create a parent company, you know? OnlyFans to only supporters and change the color and there you go. Like it's now it's not content based dealing in explicit. It's like if you don't want to do explicit stuff, you go on this side of the site. Just separate the two. That's all you got to do. Okay. And then it'll be easier where Black Fanfield could have like an only support fan, you know? No, because like I said, only support and then you put the fan. No, no, in no, there. no, no. Like I said, they could just change the name and not even be on the same site. It's it, like Patreon, like a pretend Patreon only fans are one are one company. Don't you just... won't, you wouldn't really care. Right. Let's just go on Patreon then. Is this your weird way of trying to push us to OnlyFans bashing? No, I'm saying what OnlyFans needs to do if they want to expand is to seriously like this, uh, create a parent company with a different title and a different site. And there you go. You get two different companies doing pretty much the same thing. Okay, good. Because if if you weren't like this would have been like the fifth, no, the sixth time someone told me to get on OnlyFans. So thank you for not pushing no. that on. It's us. like YouTube and YouTube music, right? Oh, God. Yeah. Or YouTube Red. Is that still a thing? No, YouTube Premium. And YouTube oh, premium, premium is a godsend, okay? You can enjoy your click-clack 20-minute like 20 commercials. Ooh, uh, I'm could, good. Thank you. Ooh, you <laughs> could turn your phone off and listen to... Um, whatever. It's not it's that a, serious. It's you know what's not that serious? The Milk Crate Challenge. Listen, I am tired of you trying to bash our hood sports. Okay, our hood Olympics. Ruining sports. the black community. Now, where where are these cart- black men finding the milk crates? It's the hmm? same way the black men or black people were finding fireworks last year. The white man is bringing it into our communities, so we can, so we can pretzel ourselves and and break our backs doing this amazing sport known as milk, as known as the milk crate challenge. It's skill. Okay. It's so much skill to this. It's an art form, Bastion. Okay? Yeah. It's getting so much <laughs> praise right now. White people have gentrified it already. <laughs> the only look, white look. person I want to see do the Milk Crate Challenge is Jeff Hardy. Okay? Because he's the only one that can properly do it. And probably he will jump off of it on purpose. Milk crates are interesting to find because I do have a couple of milk crates um, that I was able to get. For my local bodega or whatever, strictly for vinyl collecting. Oh, I was gonna say you you started building your pyramid already. You no, it's strictly the steps. for vinyl. Like I have a milk crate from like sure bash, like two thousand and eight from ah. when I got my first vinyls. Like yo, we're, like milk crates. That's like kind of the biggest thing in the vinyl community, and just it's perfect size. So each one of them could fit like maybe like fifty vinyls. So mm-hmm. yeah. how did this thing even start? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I feel like a couple of knuckleheads had an idea and like, let's try it. Mm. But I, I have not found the, the beginning, like the first video that started it off. Because now it's like whatever you see now is because it's, it's popular. It's popped off. Of course. I, I felt the first time I saw the video and the dude fell and heard it and like pretty much, you know, Batman broke his back. Right. The first thing that came into my mind is planking. Yes, that was one of the first things that came to my mind, too. That was like the original memes of the Internet. And planking was pretty 
easy. The difficult thing is, if you remember the Office episodes, is planking in the wrong spots in the wrong area. Yes. So it's like that. Like, you know, I had homies that back in the, when I used to do Facebook all the time, they would put planking photos everywhere. So they're planking in the middle of the street, green light. Yep. You know, planking on top of a bus, planking on top of a train, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like getting reckless. But, you know, the more reckless, the cooler the post. Exactly. And I feel like this is like a throwback to to planking and, and, and LeBroning. If you remember LeBroning where people would like, like just splat out in the middle of the floor because like LeBron would fake his fouls basically like someone what that's not a thing yeah that was a thing LeBron yeah you for like that? Walter's no. shaking his head he remembers that yeah for like 10 guys no <laughs> man that was a thing like people would be at the grocery yeah, store for like the bleacher report community <laughs> sure but it's still it's still a thing though, Bash. Okay. No, it wasn't a thing. Yes, it is, man. No, no, no. Like this is a thing. This is a community. You know, uh, the LeBron thing is like a niche market. All right. Fine. <laughs> niche meme for like a week. I'll, I'll let you have it. Fine. But <laughs> Bashin, here's the important question. I already know the answer to it, but you know, I feel like I just I just want to ask it. No. Can I first ask it first before you say no? All right, go ahead. Bashan, will you participate no. in the... I didn't even finish the question. Oh, Walter, you have something to say. Oh, yes, sir. I will 100% participate in the Milk Crate Challenge. See, this is why I have Walter around, Bashan, because you're no, not see, fun. Walter is a video content creator. He need, but It's a good content, you know? <laughs> we need content, too, Bashan. Ba- Walter's trying to school us to the TikTok game. Hey, he has his... He's, he's on live right now. We can ask the people... People, would you love to see a a Black Seinfeld, Woe Walt Rance collab video of us doing the Milk Crate Challenge? Please, let us know. Let us know right now. Absolutely not. Why not? Uh, Let's do it for the people, Bashan. I spoke to the marketing boys for Black Seinfeld upstairs, and they said it's not a a good look. Who is upstairs? I'm upstairs, so (laughs) it's not a good look. (laughs) Are they responding to that, Walt? There, so there's a bit of delay, but I'm assuming they're about to just say yes, 100%. Oh, First response, yes, 100%. Oh, uh, see, Bash, Bash, we gotta do it now, man. Let's do it for the people. Let's do it for the youth, them. Let's do it for Go the ahead. children. Please do it on Atlantic Ave in front of the WBI station. Okay, first <laughs> off, that is concrete. We need grass, sir. All right. Cause if, oh, yeah, the grass is – you're hitting the grass first. You're not hitting the, the crate first, then the grass. If you know how to take a proper bump, Bastion, you would hit the grass instead of the crate. I'm going to throw the crate on when you get to the, the, the top of it. Oh, don't be and, that, and that asshole who's doing that. Did you see those videos, Walt? They're like people throwing crates at, at people. Yeah. And at the people – at the crackheads. Don't do that. What do you expect? I mean, people are monsters. Yeah, like it's full of niggas. This is, po- this is still post the pandemic energy that we're dealing with. They're antsy. They're ridiculous. They haven't been out really. So this, this is, is their like way the of biggest channeling com- their energy. Dude, this is like the biggest community event of all time. It really is. And I so want to do it. I want to be a part of it. FOMO, Bastion. You know, we're, mil- we're millennials. We don't like the FOMO. Ak is uh, selling $1 per crate. Yeah, you, you need around what forty nine crates to do the whole thing. Hey, you saw my video. You, you, you saw the picture. Bucks. Yeah, I have fifty dollars to spare, man. I'm about to get paid Friday. It's a payday Friday, my G. Hey, you know you're doing the milk crate challenge 
I don't know, like wear some protection, some body armor on you. Uh, stretch, stretch your legs. That's a good, yes. Yeah, the stretch. longer you stay, from what I see in the videos, the longer you stay, the longer you think, most likely you will fall. Mm. So, you know, don't be like Giannis doing a free throw line. It's like, don't wait, don't think, just do it. Hey, but that man is now a champion, though. So maybe, like, the <laughs> the moral of this story is sort of like the tortoise and the hare. You know, slow and steady wins the race. Oh, yeah. You keep doing the milk crate. You know, practice every single day. By the time you're good, it's no longer a trend. Go ahead. <sighs> the world is fickle. The world is fickle, Walt. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right, dude. By, by the time you see kids on TikTok doing a black backflip from the front to the back on top of the milk crate glued together but they won't say that uh <laughs> then it's gonna be over watch that's my prediction bastion prediction two weeks from now and uh, i think that we're gonna this is gonna ride out a bit longer i think it's over i think it's almost over you think once so? people start knocking people down all right while yeah. they're on the top i thought it was over yeah yeah you can't treat crackheads like that people i'm sorry like don't yeah. do that dog like yeah it's over the same way as the love and relationship between Drake and Kanye West. Listen, Drake and Kanye West in every sense of the word are frenemies. So I don't know if this is like the, the absolute end of this feud. All right. I don't know. Well, I know like we're back at like the height of the feud because, you know, 2018 happened with the whole Pusha T thing. And we all we all covered that three years ago. But now it's starting to reignite again. And Drake was recently on the new Trippy Red song called Betrayal, where he basically said, hey, like, I don't, I'll rock with Ye like that anymore. And it's and it's all smoke with Ye. So now apparently there's this um, there's this back and forth going on where allegedly Kanye wants to drop his album Donda on the, the same day Drake is dropping Certified Lover Boy. So when is Drake dropping Certified Lover Boy? I don't know, people. And when is Kanye dropping Donda? I already told you my theory. He's not going to drop it. He's just going to come out with his his Donda live listening tour, okay? Where he's just going to tour the damn album in every city. I mean, he's going to be in Chicago, I think, like, next week playing the album again. Yeah, so, it, the next date it was supposed to come out is September 5th. That's what they have. Right. And we said we weren't even going to talk about Kanye, but here we are again, yo. No, it's just this the, is this the marketing. Beef. This is what we know this man for. That is true. He knows how to pull everything towards him. And we just, you know, we're just, you know, we're the earth and he's the mm -hmm. sun. And we just, everything revolves around him. Mm -hmm. And recently, I, I remember sending you a picture that Kanye posted on his Instagram. And it was like a picture of Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker. But, like, you didn't get to see it because, like, he took it down. No, I, I ended up finding it on Twitter, of course. Okay, cool. But that's what you sent me. I wasn't sure what you sent me. Because yeah. it doesn't tell me, like, who you send it from. Right. If I saw, like, from Kanye, then I was like, oh, yeah, I saw it. But, yeah. Yeah, it was from Ye, but yeah. apparently he deleted it quick. So that's why you didn't get to see it. Yeah. So. It's, it's all nonsense. We don't have to talk about it. We can just thank God. Try to get, get into the last uh, trailer of the night. Oh, the Spider-Man trailer? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we only have like a couple minutes left. Can we talk about that next week to get like a nice deep dive in it? Because I have a lot to say about it. You have a lot to say? All yes, right. Yes, I do. I mean, I like it, but like the the leaked was a lot better. Really? You saw the leaked? Yeah, 
I saw the leak. They posted that on Instagram. Oh, not on Instagram. On Twitter in an instant. Oh, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's super different. It's like not the, the same at all. In, like in a, you yeah, get like to what? see you get to see like the 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 three Spider-Mans in that leak. Like you get to see them. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they no, this is the first trailer. Yeah, the teaser. The teaser. Very interesting. All right, so yeah, let's wrap up the show here. This is Black Seinfeld, show by absolutely nothing. If you want to check us out, we're on all podcasts. That's right. So, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any type of Spotify, just type in Black Seinfeld. We will pop up. We're a nice, beautiful logo. We're on all social media, Black Seinfeld NY, Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we do have our own website. Check us out, BlackSeinfeld.com. And we are on YouTube. Just type in Black Seinfeld and you'll see our previous stuff. That is true. But also, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments, please... Email us, BlackSignfulNY at gmail.com. We're getting out. We are heading out with Aaliyah's Hot Like Fire off the album One in a Million 20 years ago. Aaliyah tragically passed away. Never forget it. I was six years old. And then um, Rock the Boat came out right after R.I.P. Baby Girl. I don't know. Do you think Beyonce would be as huge as she is now if Aaliyah was still around? I don't. No, because it's the same. same concept you could say about DMX and uh, Tupac. Or Jay-Z and Biggie. Or Big L. Or Big L. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Biggie, I think everybody, like, you could revolve around Biggie. But, uh, mm. yeah. All right. Well, take care. Next week is going to be the first day of September, which is crazy. Same. Yeah, summer's basically almost over. <laughs> so, uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning in. Peace. Peace.
I'm gonna make it hot like fire. I'm gonna make it hot like fire. 